When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Auburn Live show, Recruiting Edition, also known as the Shriveled Pod. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. If you're not a member of that site, you're missing out. Lots going on this past week, lots coming up, and we've got it covered from A to Z, kind of like Jeff Bezos. Uh, kind of like Jeff Bezos, I'm rocking the uh, the glare today. If you can't tell, I usually have a hat on because of this, but as Jay had said, be proud, son. Be proud. <laughs> got you, baby. Be be bold, be beautiful, be bald, man. Come on now. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, if you're uh, just joining us, Jay Head, top right. How about you? How's everybody doing today? Very good, very good. Dude, you know what? And Cole Pinkston, let me get Cole in there too before we start uh, running yes, along. Sir. Man, you know, yesterday I uh, I woke up, walked outside, had a little coffee, and I had my toboggan on, had my hooded sweatshirt on. And, you know, by the end of the day, I was at the pool putting on sunblock. Look at you. That's right. Hey, you know what? That's just those Alabama Springs, man. You can go Ooh. from a nice 60 degrees to, a you know, a nice really hot 90 degrees there pretty quick, man. It uh, it went from December to June in about mm. six hours. Yeah, it's my least favorite time of the year. I like it when it's 100 degrees. That's just just consistent, right? You just want to be yeah. nice and sweaty. Every day, you know what you're getting. You know exactly what you're getting. It, the humidity makes it feel like it just rained in your pants. Understand. <laughs> right. Something else do that to me. Hey! hey! <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Let's get on to the uh, recruiting talk because, man, we've got a lot, a lot to talk about, man. A lot going on right now. It's... Uh, in the heart of the eval period, the visits are coming back up in in May, June. Uh, and visits are being set. Auburn's getting back in the mix for several things. But before we get to the football, the biggest story of this week, as far as Auburn recruiting goes, with uh, five-star forward Julian Phillips taking an official visit to Auburn. He came in on Monday with his father. His father left on Tuesday. Julian stayed and left Wednesday morning. And told us when he left that he might be done with things. I, I don't know – if that's you should read into that, he's already taken several. But he's got three more visits to take. But I don't. I think he's kind of. Uh, I think it's Auburn, Tennessee. Um, from, from people that know a lot more about it than I do, it's Auburn or Tennessee. Tennessee's making a big late push with NIL. They are. Um, they're playing the game, and um, that's something that should at least be considered when moving on with your hopes of Julian Phillips. Although I put in a, 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 a prediction for him Sunday night, I still feel good about it. I, I don't think it's a slam dunk by any means. I think I put 60 or 65%. I give Auburn a slight edge. Uh, I, honestly, though, I will say this. I thought something might happen while he was on campus. It didn't. 
and but I, I don't think there's anything again not to read into that too much he is going home going to talk it over with his family with his coaches try to make the right decision i think he'll have a decision at least one is expected uh, either later this week hell today's thursday so probably early next week Man, these basketball guys, dude, it's tough, man. It's tough. They're tough, aren't they? Oh, my gosh. He's an awesome kid, though. That's my first time talking to him. He's an awesome kid. Has a lot of good things to say about Auburn. I thought one of the more interesting things and takeaways from that interview I had with him was that Yuan Treor, Auburn's five-star signee and fellow former LSU commitment of Julian Phillips was texting Julian throughout his visit, telling him to come join him at Auburn. I thought that's big when you've got a guy like that. And they've already been members of the same class once. Both of them were uh, committed to LSU before Wade Willips. I mean, Wade Willips. You know Wade Willips. (laughs) Married Julian's mom. Wade Willips. um, Wade. Will Wade (laughs) got the strong-ass boot. And uh, and then then these two guys opened things up. Auburn's trying to capitalize on that. And we'll, we'll, I think we'll know a lot more soon. Uh, I, I do think it's down to Auburn, Tennessee. I think Auburn's got a s- slight edge. But, you know, ask Tennessee and they might tell you something different. I agree. And, and, and from kind of poking around on my end of things, Jay Lee, what I hear that's most important to this young man is development for the NBA. Bruce can automatically point to Jabari Smith, JT Thor, multiple other guys that he's put in the league here recently. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this regular season. Rick hadn't really put a guy in the NBA similar oh. to uh, you know similar to what Bruce has done here recently. I think that in and of itself, showing the ability to get guys not just in the first round but in the top five. I mean, because Isaac Okoro I think was also a top five pick at a minimum, a top ten. So you're putting guys in the lottery, um, and, and that catches kids' attention. I think he sees the opportunity here at Auburn. He obviously already has a comfort level with certain players that are in this class. In addition to, uh, you know, his former counterpart that was committed to him with LSU, he also has a relationship with our combo guard. Uh, was it Zep? Can, sir? Zep? Uh, no, not, not Zep. Uh, the, the kid, Chance Westry. Oh, you know, him and Zep played AAU together. And I forgot about that. I forgot that they were also linked to the same AAU coach. So, you know, multiple relationships with this staff, with this team. Um, he's a fit for what we need as far as a stretch four is concerned. Could also play three. I think he's still a little bit raw, and that's why, I, from his ball handling standpoint, overall offensive awareness, I mean, I think he's a freak athlete. But I think right now, if you're going to plug and play him, he translates better at the four and probably working in combination with Jalen Williams, which leads us to what does Bruce do at that 2-3 spot, or do we bring in Janai Broom? I know that that's a consideration, um, and kind of that's probably the most interesting to, thing to me moving forward is how do we maneuver that? You know, how do we massage that to get the absolute best player that we can get? Obviously, I trust Bruce to, uh, to do whatever he thinks is in the best interest of his team. Uh, I have my own thoughts on what we need to do to upgrade the two and the three, but I'll, I'll definitely in that to kind of see what direction we go. Well, you know, a week ago, I would have said Janai Broom absolutely will be a part of this class. Auburn's the team to beat. He's not going to Florida. He's coming here. And then Julian Phillips buzz kicked back up. And then it was it was one of the two. And Julian Phillips, if they get Julian Phillips, is not going to get Janai Broom. They're going to look for a three or something or had to hold that spot. 
Now, you know, today is Thursday. Auburn is going for a home visit with Janai Broom. And I would, I, I'm back on the broom to Auburn okay. train. I'm back on the train. I think, I think they went from, we're going to take Janai Broom to hold on. Let's see if we can get uh, Julian Phillips. And if we get Julian Phillips, we're not going to take Janai Broom, but Julian can play the three, the four. Uh, Janai can play the four or the five, which I, I thought from the, from the get go, even when I reported it was Phillips number one. And if they get Phillips, probably going to lay off of Janai Broom. And I thought, well, you know, what do they have to do with the other, unless it's number issue. If you want to sit out Numbers. that 13th guy, right? Yep. So I mean, like you said, dude, I trust Broom. Bruce Pearl, if, if he says they need him, they I believe him. If he says they don't, then I totally believe him. But I feel like um, Janai Broom is, as of today, back in the picture. I think if they can get both, they're going to take both. And um, Julian being that 3-4 guy with Janai Broom that, being that 4-5 guy. And, I, and, I, and we may hear something from Broom before we hear something from Phillips. I think Broom's ready to, to, to cut no, the deal. I, I think he's 100% ready to go. I think he was ready to make a pick. Last week, right. Me too. I, honest, I, they obviously had to give it some air, let it breathe for a second, figure out exactly how they wanted to handle this, particularly before they went for their in-home visit. Because when they go for that in-home, they want to be able to tell him this is the plan. Right. I don't think at any time you walk into a kid like Janai Broom's house and say, "Hey, we love you, but you know, what I mean, chill out." Right. You know, I, I don't think that's the message, and I completely agree with you that it would make it seem as though if they're going to go for an in-home visit that he's mm-hmm. more than likely probably going to be a take. I, I do too. And, and I think he, he'll will go, he will go public as soon as they'll encourage him. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I really do. I think he is at the door knocking and Auburn's kind of opened the door, and, you know, just kind of checking him out to make sure he's not, you know, somebody else. And then they're going to let him in. Um, and I don't think that would. So if, if Auburn were to get Janai Broom, my message to the Auburn fans is don't, don't, don't think that it affects Julian Phillips at all. No. At all. It doesn't affect the numbers. He's still going to have a spot, and it doesn't affect his recruitment because they're two different positions. I think it was a case of Auburn going, do we need that guy, or do we want to wait and see if we can't? But Julian, three to four, Janai, four to five, take both, and then let them sort it all out in the summer. You know, let them run up and down the court. Let's see how these these chips fall. And I think that's kind of Auburn's plan as of now. Of course, we've seen it roller coaster with this guy in the past ten days. Uh, but as of now, I think Auburn, if they can, will take both of them. Looking forward to see how that plays out, Jimmy. God bless America, man. You know, somebody asked me about basketball recruiting or something. How do you keep up with those? I was like, man, you know, believe it or not, it's a lot easier as far as who who it is because basketball is, you know, sometimes it's three or four guys you just got to track. and But there's so many different ups and downs with each Levels, of those guys yeah. oh my gosh twists and turns and it's like football dude takes a visit he sets in his date and then he announces his commitment and it's done oh nah, man it looks it's like the nba there's drama to everything dude you think you watch as the world turns as the ball bounces over here at auburn basketball baby but that leads us to a nice segue into the visitors from last weekend for football speaking of big visitors Big visitors! Wow, what a what a what a big weekend! We 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 kind of previewed it last week. For those that missed the show, Auburn had four star running back Jeremiah Cobb, four star wide receiver Carmelo English, four star DB Tony Mitchell. Uh, who am I leaving out? Oh my goodness! <laughs> Before I get to the five star, who five was star quarterback Jalil Jalil Hurley, Alabama who's commitment. Who's that? I'm not familiar with that guy. He uh, you might remember him as a sophomore. Let's not leave all <laughs> Auburn commitment center Braden Joyner, who of made course. most of 
that was there because he was in the ear of probably every kid that stepped through that door. Hey, he he does a great job, man. Every time I see him, he's he's just got such a rapport with all the other guys, even at the well, Under Armour camp. He was the most popular guy there. You love those kids that love your school and want to rep your brand 24-7. I mean, he fully embraces peer recruiting. And it's just – it's incredible when you see a kid of his intellect and his character and you get him in a class early, what they can do. And so really excited about Braden Joyner, not just obviously what he brings on the field, but, it, you know, his presence on campus and his proximity to campus because his willingness to come all yeah, the time. Yeah. I mean, you're – you had that story on him coming up today for Miles McVeigh when he didn't need to be there and, and walk the kid around, yeah, yeah. you know, the entire campus. But what do you guys think? I guess we can start bottom to top. Tony Mitchell, did we make a move? Are we interested with what happened with Tony Mitchell? What do you guys think? Uh, I will say this, and this I feel pretty good about. Auburn wasn't in his top group before he came. I think Auburn's going to be in his top, probably his top three. I mean, that's saying something. That's pretty big news. Now, I talked to Tony off the record, just exchanging pleasantries and sitting around just shooting it with him and him and Braden there at the end of their visit on Saturday. And, um, man, he had a good time. He didn't want to do an interview, which was fine with me. Um, but I really feel like Auburn is is much more in the picture than it was, I think, Alabama, Florida, and, and, and Auburn. Yeah. That's, um, that's huge news. I, I throw I throw Tennessee in there too. He was once committed there actually, uh, as an eighth grader. Damn, um, I didn't know that. Sure was. Yeah, Jeremy uh, Pruitt making moves with McDonald bags even before he hey, ever hey, played, hey. before yeah. he ever played a snap of high school football. By the way, he was committed to Tennessee, and I don't know. They, they're probably working back into that one too. But did Auburn make a move? Yeah, I mean, I agree with Jeffrey. Probably made a move. I'm still not confident that they could pull it off. Of course. Zach Etheridge hasn't given me a reason to doubt him yet, so uh, I'm watching. I'm still watching there to see what happens as that one goes on. So, look, yeah. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. When I found out that Tony Mitchell was coming, my intrigue was up. Okay, I'm with you. I don't think we're the top team by any means, but the fact that you moved made any move, and that you're in any top five group now yeah. is significant. In that yeah. we weren't yeah. even listed what a month ago as being a team in contention. That in and of itself speaks to, you know, how special recruiter Zach Etheridge is becoming. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tony Mitchell is not, you know I mean, he's not a three-star guy that, you know, is just dying to get an Auburn offer. I mean, he's got everybody, mom, any, any school he wants to go to in America is knocking down his door over at Thompson. And Zach yep. was able to get him on campus, not only get him on campus, but put a move on him. Yeah, he's special, I- man. That's, that's special just in and of itself. Now, we'll see where it goes from here. But uh really like to hear what Jay Lee reported coming out of that visit, particularly his feelings on Auburn. Yeah, and, and by the way, Jay, just in general, man, I, from last season around this time, I mean, some of the guys that are on the commit list for 2022 that signed with Auburn weren't – you didn't even know who they were yet as far as Auburn targets like Austin Osbury. I don't think they offered him in August, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, you got the top targets still coming to campus. You got the top targets are putting their stuff out on Twitter about Auburn. They continue to hear Auburn out, Zach Etheridge, um, you know, everybody that's there. And and to, just to me, to, to be able to do that in March, April, that's 
you're just way ahead of where you were, man. I think the defensive recruiting has seen an uptick, personally. I, I completely agree, and I think it's seen an uptick for the right reasons. I think we all have been to Auburn's campus. We all get that feeling when you're there on Auburn's campus that you just can't get through a Zoom call, right? Yeah. So with Auburn being that special place, you have to visit there to get that feel for it. When they say family at Auburn, it's legitimate. And you feel that when you come on campus and you interact with the people in the athletic department and you kind of get an understanding for Auburn. And it's one of those things that you just have to experience. And I think COVID was particularly nasty to us in that regard. Mm -hmm. And you just could not get that transferable feeling through a Zoom call or a telephone call or a text or whatever it else is that you know they were having to do to sell these kids. Yeah. So he's one of those kind of guys, you get him on campus, you have an opportunity, you got to continue to get him on campus and track those visits. But that'll take us to Carmelo English, Central Phoenix City. How we feeling? Yeah, well, I'll just uh, I'll come out and say that I, I put in a recruiting prediction for Auburn for English with low confidence. Um, you know, I went as far to make the prediction, but I have low confidence because I still think there's a lot to play out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but he keeps coming back, man, and that's that's always – and like you're saying, you get people on campus at Auburn and things change a little bit. You know, that's that's where the rec- that's where the biggest pitch is for coaches at Auburn. They got to see things for themselves. They got to see campus, see how the things – how, you know, the coaching staff works and everything. Uh, and he keeps coming back, and I think it's because of Ike Hilliard. I really do. I think there's a big relationship building there. And um, he really believes in when he says he can go to the next level. I mean, he did it himself. You know, that's how he sees it. So, I think Auburn's the trending team. I don't know if it's close to over yet. I think Alabama's still in the picture. Um, Kentucky's still there, too. But, Definitely. yeah, yeah. Getting, him, getting him over again was huge. And, and I think they'll get him again soon to come visit. So What you think, Jay Lee? Um, yeah. <laughs> Cole, no, Cole, Cole took my, my talking points. I think. Um, the relationship that's budding with Ike Hilliard. I mean, I think I really think Melo is very impressed and, and almost starstruck yeah. at Ike Hilliard and, and his resume and the him coming up as often as he does. You know, you talk about visiting Auburn and, and making an impression, but the more you come back, the more you get to see how genuine it is um, for for a yeah. lot of people, not for everybody, but for a lot of people. And I think he is one of those guys, and his desire to come back and just spend the Saturday, just you know, shooting the shit with these guys, hanging out and. Um, and being a, a part of a group, man, it was a really impressive group that you know we're talking about right now. I think I think being close to home is big for him. I think his uh, his mom being happy is, is is big to him. And early playing time. I mean, when you look at this wide receivers group, as I did a couple of times back in the spring, I'm going, God dang, man! Like, let me let me get one of them jerseys. And, yeah, hey, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <clears throat> so. When you're a wide, if you're a stud wide receiver, you're looking at Auburn and just licking your chops because you yeah. know you can c- compete yeah. for to be in the rotation at the very least as a true freshman. Uh, I think that's huge. I kill your twos close to home is huge. I, I think I'm with Cole. To me, it sounds like Cole's feels comfortable enough that Auburn is the team to beat enough to put in a prediction, and I wouldn't argue that at all. If somebody said Carmelo English, I'm saying Auburn right now. Mm-hmm. Right. I, yeah, I'd probably say Carmelo English, 40, 50%, something of that nature. That's kind of my feel on it. Because you got to account for that variable of change of what could happen between now and the end of the summer and, and early into the season. But yeah, I'm with you, and Jay Lee has said this from jump. There are kids that do not want to go to Alabama and wait. They want to play right now. 
Carmelo English strikes me as the kind of kid that's competitive. He's not scared to compete, um, but he wants to play now. And he sees that opportunity to play at Auburn and that they could utilize, they could really use a playmaker like him um, and accentuate. And he thinks a guy like Ike Hilliard could accentuate his skill set and get into the, to the league. So I think that's put us in the driver's seat. Obviously, how things play out on the field this fall will probably dictate what happens with his recruitment. Um, because yeah. It's been a great season. We probably don't have much of a shot if we end up surprising some people and making some noise. I think you can be very quickly with him. Yeah. Which is what we've been saying is what Auburn has to do to, 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 to continue this momentum, to capitalize on this momentum going into the season. Make some noise, man. Win some games. You're, win the games you're supposed to and win a couple you're not. Um, and just, just don't tank. You're going, you're going to, you're going to be able to really capitalize on this momentum that you've made for yourself in the spring and the summer, which brings me to Jeremiah Cobb, who was again in Auburn for the fourth time. I think it was the second time in the last 10 days. He comes down from Montgomery. I think he had a teammate with him, but he just came down and just chilled with, with Cadillac Williams all day Saturday. Uh, I talked to him. He's going to come back for an official visit in the summer. Right now his plan his plan, I really and he just like now. I think I've got a lot more confidence in Jeremiah Cobb in the up at Auburn than Mello, but uh, still have. I, I, I'd probably put in a prediction for Jeremiah Cobb. If have you done that, Cole? I have. Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't. In, uh, February. I, I would. I would. I would feel good about that. I think he is plan at least publicly. I think we might have mentioned this last week is to take some visits in the summer, then make his decision later in the summer. But as he told me, you never know. You no, never he, know. I think he said, what, July, early August time frame, probably, mm-hmm. Jay Lee. That was what it was looking like. And potential visits to Auburn, Tennessee, North Carolina, and Georgia. I think that was the top four that he reiterated to you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Right. <clears throat> of those, I think it's really Auburn, Tennessee, or that's the feel I get from this recruitment from, like, that 10,000-foot view. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like our chances. I, I think a Montgomery kid that's idolized Cadillac Williams, has a great relationship with him, knows we're going to feature him in the run game. Because Tennessee's run game, I mean, they, they have a run game, but it's not like they're they're pounding the rock 30 times a game. That's not what Josh Heifel wants to do. Yeah. So I, I think carries, obviously Tank is going to be leaving. I think mm-hmm. a lot of dominoes fall in our favor as far as that's concerned. Yeah, agreed. So that leaves I, uh, us with uh, Jalil Hurley. Which, which was, which was the, the surprise, <laughs> which we – had gotten wind of this is a five star commitment, uh, five star Alabama commitment. Jalil Jalil Hurley from Florence, Alabama. He's the number two ranked cornerback in the twenty twenty three class. He's the number twenty one overall recruit. He's the number three overall recruit in Alabama. He's committed to uh, Alabama, but he visited Auburn Saturday, and and Auburn. It, it wasn't a token visit, man. This kid grew up an Auburn fan. He's always wanted to come to Auburn, and I feel like some of the uh, stuff Auburn went through. The turmoil sure. Auburn went through the past three or four months played a big factor in him committing to Alabama, but he was able to come down and and really spend a lot of time with Zach Etheridge with Zach Etheridge with Brian Harson with Jeff Schmetting. and you know he left Saturday and made some interesting comments I think on Snapchat or Twitter or something not not with Twitter it was a uh, Snapchat. Yeah. Snapchat, yes. I, I, I got to figure out how to use that. But uh, I think he said something like, you know, my, my family said you can't go to Auburn and play in the NFL or something like that, and I think I'm going to prove them wrong or something. Just get a good heads up if you're an Auburn fan. And mm-hmm. as Cole, I think Cole wrote Thursday morning that Hurley will be back at Auburn soon. 
Yeah, not not sure when. Just there's there's possibility of him returning pretty soon. So we'll see if that happens. Well, you you got to like it. You got to like momentum if he comes back on campus. You know, a second time here relatively soon. You know, we we don't know exactly when that's going to happen. Well, well sooner I, sooner rather than later would be fantastic. But I would really that, be encouraged to see him show up on campus again. How many games, Jeffrey, did we see him at last year? Three or four, right? It felt like every one that was worth watching. You know what I mean? Every game that yeah. was worth attending, he was there. And so he, he is such an awesome dude, man. He is. He really, doesn't have a problem riding down to Auburn. From no, Florida. no, That's not at not all. A problem. <laughs> and I, I, th- I will say this about him. I think the good thing about Jaleel is it's going to be quick. <clears throat> like We're not going to be, oh, is he coming back to Auburn in, in the fall? Is he going to come back in the signing day? I think if, if he's going to do something, he's going to do something within the next you know couple of weeks. If he does come back to Auburn, I think he could be immediate. Uh, so I don't think we'll have to. He is declining any interviews publicly. Um, earlier this week that's usually a good sign if you're a school trying to flip a commitment yeah uh but uh zach ethers key here jeff manning was big last saturday brian harson but i tell you i tell you what um and i spoke candidly with jaleel before he left and he really likes brian harson he loves the discipline he's instilling in this team he, he he's one of those kids that loves that kind of style he loves that culture that brian harson is bringing you know some of them don't and they're gone and people are on the boards going oh but man, you know you, these are the kids you want on your team. Give me eighty-five Jaleel Hurley's yeah. championship contenders, man. Well, um, and it, here's the thing: it, everybody has to have their own style. Every coach needs to be successful in their own way. But a guy across the state from us doesn't play bullshit either. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you know, and he's been doing it very well for a very long time. So. I think having those kind of kids that have that business mentality, that business mindset to come in here and say, you know what, I'm going to attack this like a job each and every day. You know what I mean? Rent's owned, it's not leased, and you got to pay, you know what I mean? You got to pay rent every day, and that's the way they attack it, man. And I, I love the mindset of kids like that in recruitment. I love the mindset of the guys like that on my team. So, yep. big fan of Jaleel Hurley and looking forward to see what he does. Yeah, I, and, I, I and I feel like. Go ahead, Cole. I'll just say this too. Um, you know, we always follow the visits. The visits are important. Uh, we always put a lot of emphasis on those, and there's a good reason for that. Um, when he was supposed to commit, or he had like a commitment ceremony, or he was going to put something out as a commitment graphic or something back in like December, it didn't happen. And, and, and that was, to me, that was like, okay, well, I just saw him at Auburn a week ago. You know, that's just something that that made me question it a little bit. When, when, sure. did, he, when did he when did he commit? February, I believe. I was going to say fe- either late I, February, or early March ish. I think. Cole, yeah, I think that's the right time frame. Okay, I think, like a month or two ago. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't long not ago. Long. Not uh, long at all. But you know, so, it, it wasn't long before he got back on track and and Alabama was trending again, and and he made the commitment to them, like you know, like it, he was going to in the first place, more than likely. But it's just that raised that raised you know my eyebrow. I was like, wow, um, he was just at Auburn twice. I mean, I saw him at Auburn twice. There, I think Auburn's in this, and yeah. I never I never thought Auburn was out of it, even when he committed. Because as you saw last year, committed guys that didn't mean anything. They were going to recruit the guys they liked. Bottom line, no matter who you're committed to. <laughs> no, so, no. Here's the thing, man. 
he, he's a great player. I, I don't watch a lot of film. I, I, that's not my job. That's Cole, and you, you guys are a lot better at that than I. I, I cover the recruitment, right? Right. And the, the the story, the public perception, the the buzz it would create to flip not only Robert Woodyard in December from Alabama, yeah. but to turn around and do Jaleel Hurley, the five star cornerback from Alabama, for this second year coach who went six and six, is huge. That would be huge because that that sends a message across the state. Basically saying, not only are things fine at Auburn, but I'm going to put my five-star signature on the line and back this guy and tell you why it's fine. That opens mm. a lot of kids' eyes if that happens. I'm you not know, saying it's going to. I'm not predicting it's going to. But if that happens, that's a that's a game-changer. Big I, time. I saw an interesting quote from, from former Alabama running back Mark Ingram the other day about Nick Saban. And something that Nick Saban said to him when he recruited him, he said something along the lines of, you can come to Alabama and, you know, further your football career and be a great player one day, or you can go somewhere else and that's on you. To me, I don't know, you know, I'm not speaking on any former coaches or any other coaches in the SEC or anything like that, but Harson preaches the same kind of style. That the middle Nick approach, does. absolutely. I mean, he, he's he's on record all the time of, of talking about the process and, and the the fit, and, and this is how we're going to do things here. It's not your way, it's my way. You know, you want it done right, you know, that, that's, that quote so he has. So do you want it done now or do you want it done right? Yeah. Right. So I, maybe some of those guys that that have always been drawn to, way, to Saban's way of doing things at Alabama are also drawn to Brian Harson's way. Um, but Auburn is helping, you know, just coming to Auburn, visiting Auburn, being from in-state, knowing about Auburn, it helps too. And maybe that's why some of these things are happening now. And, uh, you know, Brian Harson's got a totally different approach than what we've seen in a while at Auburn, and he may have different results because of that, right? It'll be it, – the, the proof will be in the pudding. Yeah, well. yeah, that's right. You're, you're going to see some proof of concept. If, you, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen this year probably as far as – seeing that progress that you need to see in year two. Yeah, that's right. Julian Phillips just posted his uh, his photo shoots from his Auburn visit. And uh, I, I, I got to admit, I freaked out for a second. Yeah, you, you <laughs> thought, thought it was, was a commitment, huh? I thought it was a commitment. I was like, hey, cut this shit. Y'all got yeah, it. Yeah, man, we, we got to hit this <laughs> podcast now. Dad, like, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming on there, yes. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, uh, so – uh, we'll be keeping an eye on Hurley. I tell you what, some other news that didn't come with visits, but we're talking about Mellow English being from Central Phoenix City. We all agreed up till probably last week that Tamari and TJ Parker, the four star edge from Central Phoenix City, was a no go, not happening. Don't waste your time. Forget about him. He's not coming to Auburn. And out of the blue, this earlier this week, got a got a tip, man. Give it, give him a call. And I did, and this dude would not shut up about Auburn. Hmm. He, I mean, not only was he, you know, I was expecting, yeah, you know, I'm kind of giving him a look. I'll probably take a visit there sometime this summer. No, man, Jimmy Brumbaugh went down there in the spring, saw him practice, and has been all over this kid. And it has paid huge dividends. I mean, he is eating it up. This is a kid that I thought, like Jaleel Hurley, wanted to come to Auburn. I thought he was ready to commit last November. Yeah, and you know, then Nick, I'm not blaming Nick Eason or Burt Watts or Derek Mason or anybody else for 
um, not for being the cause of him sliding down Auburn's board for whatever reason. I don't for, for for not garnering any attention from Auburn. I think that was his biggest thing. He was pissed that he didn't get anything any love from Auburn um, back in the spring eval period. Um, so for him to not only say Auburn's back in it, but I'm going to visit. I love Jimmy Brumbaugh. Rock Bell and Tony is also helping out there. Brumbaugh's been all over this kid, and he has gotten Auburn back into the mix with with T.J. Parker, and he will visit. And if Auburn were able to get him, uh, it would be, and personally for me, the biggest 180 I've ever seen. Oh, because I talked, I talked to T.J. So, and I didn't write all this. I talked to him. Back during that, when, was it winter eval? Yeah, it was the winter eval period when it, when we waited to the last week or last yeah. day to go see. Mm-hmm. And he was he was pissed. I mean, I'm not going to shoot so. it. And, and he and right, I I, I I don't blame you, dude. You know, like I, I don't I never put myself in there. But he he was apologizing. I said, like, you don't have to apologize, man. I mean, I got. A, he was mad. There was no chance. No chance he was going to visit. Auburn was having a junior day the next day. And Auburn went in on Friday. And he laughed when they asked him if he was coming tomorrow. Huh. Uh, so, th- so, so he went from, not only am I not going to Auburn, but I don't even want to hear it. Like, he was done. <clears throat> and then now he's. Jimmy Brumbaugh, man, that he is, you know, his buddy Pat Nix down there. Yep. Got some, yeah, got some Auburn. I think I think that even gives I think his emergence back in the picture for Auburn, DJ Parker, is is probably gives credibility to the fact that Carmelo English is also really enthused with Auburn here lately too. Yeah. They are teammates. Um and and really English kinda I mean, his name kinda went away for a while. It, he just didn't didn't show much interest Frozen. in Auburn, and then came back, and uh, you know now now we're now they're back in the picture like they are now, and I think that probably spoke to to uh, Parker as well. And I think it just speaks to the roller coaster that is recruiting, particularly recruiting in the SEC. I mean, it, you know, these kids are up, they're down, and I don't blame T.J. Parker one second for feeling upset or as though. He feels like he's a top 10 prospect in the state and he wants to be recruited like a top 10 prospect in the state. And he's starting to receive that from Auburn and it's a place that he wants to feel that love from. And when you get that love, you just want to make sure that it's going to continue to be there. And I think that's kind of where we're at right now is we've made some headway. We're way back in the game with him, but now you got to continue to let him know you love him. Mm -hmm. You want him to be on campus. Keep on coming back, big fella. We got a spot for you. Keep on coming back. Yeah, now, do you guys see him as an end, like five tech, or do you see him as an edge? He's got a huge body, like a body frame. I think he's an end, personally. I think so too, Cole. I think he's going to grow. What did you say? I think he's. I think he's a hand on the ground end. Kobe Wooden. Yeah, yeah, similar. That's the way I see him. Yeah, he could maybe too. he could maybe do both. And I'm if I'm not mistaken, Kobe Wooden sort of was that way at one time, mm-hmm. where he kind of did both for Auburn. One hundred percent. And Rodney always thought he'd slide inside. That was, I mean, remember mm-hmm. after he got the kid signed, he's like, "Yeah, he's a natural three tech." And he'd been telling the kid he was going to play. You know, he rush in the entire time. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, 
But no, you see that with his frame, his size. Now, I mean, I think he's every bit of what six five, two fifty, and he's a you know just now oh, yeah. in high school. Yeah, you know, some people you just call it the look. Yeah, that college ready look. Yeah, just as as a you know early on junior last year coming to the games, he's he had the look. He he played, he goal. he was right there with the big boys like Tony Mitchell and Peter Woods and. All those guys, he's he's got the look with them for sure. And watching him play this year against Auburn High School and two SEC linemen now, and obviously in Eston Harris and Drew Bobo, yeah, he was the most dominant line of scrimmage player in that game. Yeah, yep. Also had a big game in the uh, in the championship against Thompson too, as well. Yeah, he did. Speaking of that, leads us into some. Other big visitors that may have scheduled official visits. Yeah, man, speaking of visits, a lot of guys have set up visits to Auburn. We've confirmed several already. Uh, we knew about Clay Whedon, the four-star offensive lineman. He's coming in in June. There's, June's going to be a busy month. Yes. June is you're going to be your elite camps, your O-line, D-line camps. You're going to have official visits. You're probably going to have a big cat weekend in there at some point, maybe even last weekend in May. I can't remember. But official visits that we know of at this point, Confirmed a couple. Clay Whedon, we said. Uh, Raquez McKeldery, also known as McElderry. As, uh, he's a UGA four-star offensive line of commitment. He's coming had, in the last weekend we gone, in May for an official visit. Have we gone a podcast without saying McElderry? I'm just curious. I think we no, said that. Look, man, you got to keep that train rolling, baby. Yeah. We get comments God, on that every week on YouTube. I'm telling you. Choo-choo. <laughs> McElderry, son. Uh, McElderry, Jamal Jarrett. Big defensive yeah. tackle from North Carolina, who in each yeah. sledge is a big dog, uh, big friend of. He's coming in the first weekend in June. Jordan Hall, the linebacker. Is he at IMG or he's down in IMG? IMG. Yeah, he's yeah, at IMG. IMG. He's coming in June, June seventeenth. Coming in. Uh, and I, listen, I talked to Keldrick Falk the other day, four-star defensive lineman from Highland Home here in Auburn. He's going to, I mean, from here in Alabama. He is going to Florida State June twenty-fourth, but he's looking at June the tenth. Um, for an official visit to Auburn. Also, June the 10th weekend, keep an eye on Reuben Bain, the four-star edge from Florida, from Miami area, I believe, who has a big, long-standing relationship with Rock Bellantoni. At least his brother played for him at Florida A&E. Uh, Florida A&E. Florida A-F-A-U, right? F-A-U, Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic. Isaiah Nixon is another guy, big-time edge, who I'm keeping an eye on for June the 10th. And – Several other guys, I think, have or will are in the process of setting dates. And um, I got we've, uh, we've mentioned them, common players. Confirmation to that, I put out the story on uh, Wilkie Denod, a four-star edge rusher from Florida. I don't know if he's going to officially live in June. He's June. What day? Not sure yet. Not sure yet on the date. But he is he's supposedly coming to visit in June. Working on that now. Uh, Rock Bellantoni got a good relationship with him. He that's that's the main reason that that he wants to come check it out. So that'll be an interesting one too. Wilkie, 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 Wilkie. and then you've got Wilkin, <laughs> who has sent an official visit to Auburn. Yes, Wilkin Formby. Yes. Wilkin Formby has sent an official visit to Auburn. Four star offensive lineman from Tuscaloosa, and has sent an official visit. I do not know the date, but it's. I'm working on that. But I think it's going to be sometime in June, 
but that is a done deal. I think it's going to be big. Stanton Rammel. Ramil? Damn it. Can ever Ramil. pronounce that name right? Is it Rammel? It's Ramil. Ramil. You had it right the first time, baby. Ramil. That's what I said the first time. It is. Um, so, oh, I'll tell you what. Uh, we talked about this cat last week, I think, during the D-line, but Sadir Mitchell, four-star defensive lineman yes. from Bergen up in um, New Jersey, and somehow we lost J-Head, is, uh, is going to come down for an official visit. Still working on the day <laughs> with him. Now, speaking of official visits, huge ones starting today, Thursday. And, and I say huge yeah, because yeah. I think all transfer visits are huge. I, I, I really do. I mean, I think that's all big news for a transfer to come in. Uh, learned on Wednesday that Obua Isabor, um, an edge from UCLA, is coming in for a visit on Thursday. He's going to stay until Saturday. He is a an intriguing guy in that Auburn has to have edges. They probably need two guys. God bless you. And um, they're so thin at the position. If you're going to add a depth piece, you who better than a sixth year senior who's played five years in a college? program uh, one yeah. as big as ucla to come in and to provide some depth an experienced guy who's got his head on right and and, and who's played some he, he, i was actually reading up on him earlier today he was expecting to be a, he was expected to be the starting edge for ucla this year so it was yeah. a big blow for them when he entered the transfer portal so you're getting a guy who is in his sixth super senior year um who's played He's been at UCLA for five and was expected to be a starter this year in the Pac-12. And you're getting him to come in to be a depth piece for one year. Yeah. So which allows, so it doesn't hurt you recruiting young guys. No. Because he's gone. No, not at all. To me, that's big. That's big. I took well, a look at him last night, uh, Jeffrey. And, um, you know, I, I expected – well, he's been there for five years at UCLA. I expected, you know, he probably started getting – some playing time as a sophomore, junior year. Uh, and I kept going back through the years and looking at games. And, man, he was he was not starting, but he was the biggest um, pass rush rotational piece for them as a freshman back in 2018. So this guy's played a lot of football, right? I mean, he's he has been playing a lot for UCLA. So that, that alone is big for – a young edge edge uh, group, you know, with with guys that are still learning, like Dylan Brooks, and then you got two guys that could move on next season. So, well, and from kind of what I've been told regarding his recruitment, they're kind of selling the production that TD Moultrie was able to have last year is kind of him being that piece. Oh yeah, yeah. in that, and, and it's it's a great pitch because TD was a very similar player that had played a lot. He had production, but he had never had that breakout year that he would have had last year had he not been suspended during that, you know, unfortunate what four or five games during the middle of the season. I think his yeah. stats would have been even better. It's never a bad thing when you're bringing in a kid from a place like UCLA where Chip Kelly values culture as much as any coach. So you know you're not going to have a kid that's been in that program for four years that's just going to come in and completely mess up what you're trying to accomplish if you're Coach Harson. So right. a good kid has experience, has production, doesn't cost you a scholarship down the road. To me, it's all plus signs. And if you get out of him what his max potential is, you're talking about another guy that can contribute another five to six sacks this season to yeah. go along with what you get out of a Leota, to go along with what you get out of a Derek Hall. Mm -hmm. To me, that has the makings of a really great group. So I really like the visit. 
I, I like the experience. I think it's all plus signs for Auburn and is definitely, other than wide receiver, our biggest position of need. There's no question. From a number standpoint, we just absolutely don't have enough players at that position. So, Yeah, right. Speaking of wide receiver transfers, um, I did get some clarification on Caleb Chapman, who we mentioned as a possible target for Auburn, a transfer guy from Texas A&M. Um, I think Jay had used, I didn't see it, but Keith Niebuhr from uh, Auburn Undercover reported, or posted at least, that uh, he was not an option. And uh, that is confirmed. Um, I'll read you my, checked in with a compliance guy. Uh, transfer rule still applies for grad transfers. So to be eligible immediately, they had to be in portal by February 1 to transfer within the league. So he wouldn't be able to play this fall if he were to come to Auburn. That's unfortunate because so, he would have been a really great piece. But understandable, rules the rule. Um, Uncle Keith usually isn't wrong when he uh, when he makes oh. posts like that, but glad that we can get it confirmed on our end. Uh, but that does move us to another big-time receiver and somebody. My phone lit up when he hit the portal. I texted you guys. You guys immediately got feedback like, yeah, we're interested in this guy. But wide receiver from Arizona State, Ricky Pearsall, who to yeah. me compares very favorably to what you just lost in Kobe Hudson, except I don't see the issues with drop balls and passes. Yeah, And I'm not yeah. trying to knock Kobe. He was a young player that was still trying to emerge, and that happens with concentration at sure. times. But very versatile piece, can play in the slot, can play outside of the Z. Um, like the versatility in this game from a route running standpoint, uh, above average speed. I mean, he looked to be from my novice eye at probably somewhere around four or five, I would yeah. speculate. Yeah. Um, and, and had the ability to take it on jet sweeps and, and do something with the football in space. So it would be a really great pickup. I think he's visiting Florida this weekend, probably coming to Auburn next weekend. I think that's kind of where we've uh, what we've been leaning towards or what we've been hearing. So really interested to see what you guys think with regard to Pearsall and his recruitment. And he, he's a bigger guy too. Uh, yeah, he's, what, 6'2", 200, I think? Yeah, nor more. definitely north of six foot. Um I think he is north of 200 as well. So, yeah. And if you notice, the guys that they're going for right now in the transfer portal are bigger guys like Caleb Chapman and Bub Memes was uh, because they have guys like Javarius Johnson and Tavares Dawson who are smaller, quicker guys. They want they want a more dynamic room for the receivers, and that's, that's the main goal. It's not necessarily getting a good receiver to come play. It's having a different change-up type of receiver that they don't have currently. Well, and the hidden benefit with Pearsall is obviously <clears throat> Harson's former OC at Boise State, Zach Hill, was the offensive coordinator yeah, at Boise right. State. And, and this is kind of through information that leaked towards me in that that kind of gives him a leg up or why we would even want to pursue him even more because he's very familiar with concepts and scheme that we want to installate or install here at Auburn. Yeah. So that transition that you typically have, you know, that fall off and not understanding or knowing the offense, you don't really have that with Pearsall. You've got kind of a built-in advantage there as far as his understanding of how everything works and what you're trying to accomplish. So really big-time target for us, and, and I'm just excited to see if we get him on campus, can we make that move on him? Because obviously there's some other big-time programs there. Florida's a very good school. Billy Napier's a very dynamic recruiter. Notre Dame sniffing around, a handful of other schools. Oregon, I think, is sniffing around. So, yeah, you know, there's some really good schools that are in the mix for uh, for Ricky Pearsall. So hopefully we can make a move here and and lock this recruitment down. Yep. 
Absolutely. Three guys that are in the portal I, I haven't heard uh, much about, but you know, people are asking about uh, Quayshon Fuller from Florida State, James Robinson from Tennessee. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Christian Boltcalter from UCLA. Haven't heard any, uh, any of those names. We did – Jay had posted on the corner today, Thursday, that Christian Boltcalter could be a guy to watch. But um, there's some things that they're going to have to check on with him. Uh, I don't see him being a top target at this time right now. But a guy to keep, keep track of. And But the but the one guy we do know that Auburn has interest in is Casey, Ro- Casey Rogers, the D lineman yes. from Nebraska, who's probably more of a uh, an interior guy than he is an edge or a, an end, from what I was told. Um, I think – uh, a lot of big programs are coming in on him. Auburn hopes to get him in on a visit soon, and I think that's going to happen. Um, trying to think who uh, Florida Notre Dame also working on Casey Rogers. That's probably Florida, the Notre biggest Dame competition. Just visited USC, so serious competition. Just visited USC, so yes. Uh, but Auburn definitely would love to add him. Um, trying to get him in for a visit probably happen soon. Turning to let's do where are we? Five 50. for two. All right, we're good. Hey, let's do uh, yeah, let's do some five for two. Now we we've already done linebackers, but we're going to revisit the position each week. I mean, I don't care if we've done them or not because it changes so much. To be honest with you, though, not a lot of my guys on the linebacker board have changed. Yeah, but, not yours. Mine did. My whole board blew up. Oh. I, I said this. <laughs> Uh, last week, well, not last week. I think I said it on the on the uh, on the corner this week. Listen, Christian Robinson has completely and utterly annihilated my recruiting board. He has far exceeded my expectations since getting here on being able to get in on guys that I didn't think Auburn would be able to get in on. But he's leveraged relationships that he had at Florida. He's continued on with those relationships here at Auburn, and he's getting guys on campus. And I'm not talking about like low end. And look, I don't. I'm not one of these guys that gets into the star rankings and everything else. It's like not my deal. I, I would much rather watch their film and tell you how I think about them. Yeah. But you're talking about guys that are highly, highly coveted guys by a lot of different schools. And when we start our five for two, I'm gonna list the other schools in the mix, and you're gonna see the level of competition we're up against. So you know these kids can play. Right. And Jeffrey, I love the way you set it up last week, where we each list our one, and then we come mm-hmm. back and we each do our two. Yeah, yeah. I, I think let's continue on with that, man. I think that's perfect. I, and my my names haven't right. changed a lot, two, four, but my six, seven. my order two, is four, six, definitely seven. different this time. Let's hear your one, then, Cole. I'm I'm ready to hear you go, baby. Yeah, yep, yep. All right, number one, Jaden Osbury, younger brother of Austin Osbury from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. That's my number one. Uh, Jeffrey was way ahead of this one. He said, I, I feel pretty good that Auburn's made a big move there. And then now that he's been on campus, I feel the same way. That's why Jeffrey's my real daddy. <laughs> hey. Listen, done, man, son. I'm the same way. Jay Nosberry, four-star linebacker out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Major competition from LSU, Notre Dame, and Ohio State. Look, when those are the teams you're competing against, you know this is an upper echelon kid. Yeah. Not only is he a fantastic player, he's a fantastic kid. Love our positioning right now, and I agree with you, Cole. I had him much lower because I thought the competition dictated as such. But with his brother being at Auburn, the relationship Mm. Zach Etheridge and Trevon have, the relationship that Christian Robinson has, have a lot of things, and how receptive he's been to Brian Harson. We have a lot of things working in our favor here, and I really like 
He's obviously not ready to commit just yet. I don't I don't get that sense. Yeah, no. But I love our position in his Mm-mm. recruitment. Yep. Uh, and mom, I think mom's a big deal too, man. I yes. think mom, you know, mom's always you can, when you can go to one place, when you can go to one place every weekend and see both of your children play football yeah. on the same team and, and live together in the same apartment and, and be away from home but not be too far away from home. I, I really feel like Auburn is absolute. And he might be a guy who, who, who plays it out, man. You know, and that'd be all fine. I, I, but I think when all said and done, man, it's going to take a lot to overthrow Auburn at the top of his list. He's going to be back. He's already been back. I bet you he comes back with uh, Austin when he moves in at the end of May. I bet you he comes back in the summer for an official visit or in the fall for an official visit. He's going to be at games watching his brother play. You know, there's going to be a lot. It's going to take a lot, I think, to get get off. Jaden is going to have to be one of those kids where I go, I, I want to go do my own thing. Yep. The problem with that for other schools is that he's not that kid. Him yep. and Austin are like – I mean, me and my brother fought like hell, right? I mean, if <laughs> you know, if he was going west, I'm hell, I'm going east, sons. And, uh, but, but, but they're best buddies. You know, they're best buddies and care a lot about each other. And I really feel like it's going to be tough to overthrow Auburn at the top for him. Yep. Who, we've, almost, who, almost who do you have, Jay Head? Jeffrey, line, Jeffrey Lee's lines from the corner to Captain America. Bow to your sensei, baby. So I'm, I'm going to take that on that one. You know what I mean? Bow to the sensei. Yeah, you know, I had to re-rack there. So number two is going to be Jordan Hall from IMG for me. Other teams in the mix are going to be Florida and Michigan State. I love the fact that we've already got him committed to coming in on an official visit here in June. Really like his body type. Uh, he's yeah. a prototypical Mike linebacker. I think he's already 6'2", 220 plus. Bigger guy. Uh, we talked about this last year. That, that big Mike linebacker, that's what this kid is. Excited to see kind of the direction of this recruitment. Yep. And, I agree. Uh, I've got him. I've got one and two, Osbury and Jordan Hall. Yep. I've got uh, my number three. I do two, um, Jeff. I've got my number three is what, – what's that, Cole? I, I said I do two. I got the same for one and two. Oh. Uh, um, D. Creighton. Okay. I've got D. Creighton. And um, – and I really don't have any reason why, to be honest with you. My my one and two were – I've got one, two, three, four, five other guys, probably more like four or three. And I think it's – you know, I don't really have an order. I'm just reading you what I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he, he's from Denmark. Yeah. Alpharetta, Georgia. I, I think – I mean, isn't that the same place as Sham? Correct. Isn't he yes, teammates with is. Sham, the OT? Yes. Yep. Who both of, both of these guys have been to Auburn? I love Christian Robinson. Uh, he's almost uh, he is like Zach. I mean, he, this dude. I have covered recruits when they were being recruited by Christian Robinson at Florida. I know what kind of dude he is as far as a recruiter goes. Uh, I've met him a couple of times since he's been hired. He's an awesome guy, and he's an awesome recruiter. And it shows in his recruiting. Uh, you got to give a little bit of an edge to Auburn when that guy wants you and he's making you a priority. And I think that's kind of been the way with D Creighton. He's been, um, uh, met these family, his father. I think he's very big in his recruitment, getting deep on campus as often as possible. Um, I'm looking at the, uh, the RPM on, on three. It looks like Clemson's got a slight edge over Auburn right now. I think that'll probably change once D comes back, uh, which I expect him to do very soon. So I would say, uh, to be honest with you, I, I, and I would probably throw. Man, hold on, I'm gonna go back. Let's go back to Jay Head for number for another guy. Give, give me your, give me another guy in your top five. 
All right, so the next guy in my top five, and it's just because I like the way his recruitment is starting to kind of blossom and play out, and I like the competition of who we're up against. I'm going to go with Grayson Howard from Jacksonville, Florida. I think he's an emerging prospect for us. He's somebody we got on campus here recently. I think South Carolina's the team he's visited most to this point, and they obviously very, feel very comfortable with that recruitment. Let's see if Christian Robinson can make a move here. I got a feeling that he's the kind of kid that we can make a move with. Yep. And, look, I'm not trying to downgrade South Carolina when I say this, but they don't scare me in a recruitment, okay? When we're up Man. against South Carolina, it, it's, it doesn't have that same feeling of when we're up against Alabama, when we're up against, yeah, yeah. you know, Clemson, when you're up against Georgia. And that's no knock to Shane Beamer. I just like the way his recruitment is laid out, and I like the fact that there's not a true emergent number two team other than South Carolina to mix. So I think it's a place we can kind of make a move. And once you get him back on campus for an official visit, let's see how it all shakes out. Cole, right. what you got? Uh, yeah, go with, I, I agree. I'll go with C.J. Allen next. Mm. Um, to me, C.J. Allen, he kind of blew up all at once with his recruitment and um, – you know that was that was one that he was really lowly rated. I think when Christian Robinson sort of offered him and got to talking with him, and uh, I think that probably made an impression on him. And and uh, I, I, I'm expecting him to be back soon. I don't know when, but he's kind of a quiet guy. Um, I, I just think he's definitely in the mix there, and I think Auburn's absolutely in the mix with him. So he's on there. And I also had uh, I, I had Grayson Howard too in the same area on my list. Jay Head. Okay. Jeffrey, who you got? CJ Allen. Uh, number four, uh, Troy Bowles. Yep. Okay. That's my last no, one. No, no, no. Grayson was five for me. Troy okay. was four for me. Okay. Uh, and, and my first alternate <laughs> was CJ Allen. Okay. Gotcha. gotcha. All right. Those are my six. Jaden Osbury, Jordan Hall. The, my, my six, my first alternate, of course. Jaden Osbury, Jordan Hall, D. Creighton, Troy Bowles, Grayson Howard, and C.J. Allen. I think those six, if you let me have six this week, I think Auburn, I think C. C. Rob can get two of those guys. And I really think we may not, we may not get past my number three. And and Phil Picciotti, I mean, have you ever heard of Phil Picciotti? Yeah. 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 From Pennsylvania. He, he, yeah, he's on there too, man. They love him. And if they could get him, he's just one of those, you know, long shots. I mean, he might be a top target, but. Uh, he's not on my five that they're going to get two from. No, it, the guys that I had to finish out my list, I'm with Cole. I, I actually had C.J. Allen at number four. And the reason is he's on OV scheduled to UGA, Tennessee, USC, and Oklahoma, which means that we're fighting, I think, Florida for the last official visit spot with him. So if you don't get him for an OV, I obviously don't like our chances there as far as that's concerned. No. But you're right. He's 100%. Right blown up completely uh and, and he's a great it, i think you said it on the last one he's a, probably the best athlete i've seen at linebacker in this class i mean he's just outstanding yep. troy bowles was number five on my list from tampa jesuit also in the mix are ohio state georgia oklahoma clemson florida Alabama, and Rutgers. and if everybody's scratching their head saying Rutgers, his brother plays there and don't forget that Todd Bowles is his father. Oh, yeah. He yeah, used to be the head right. coach for the New York Jets. <laughs> now is the head coach for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, a lot of connections to a former Tampa Bay Bucks head coach, Greg Schiano, there at Rutgers. Oh, so yeah. That's oh, something yeah. to pay attention to. Let's see if we can get Troy back on campus. 
Um, fantastic player, just a lot of guys, a lot of people in the mix for his recruitment. And my two bonus names, as Jay Lee said, D. Creighton for me and Marcus Pulliam. Those are the two guys I'm watching as bonus players. Yeah, I forgot about him. I think Pulliam just got offered and they may actually have his attention right now. Uh, Georgia Tech is also in the mix with him. Where did you have um, D. Creighton, Cole? Did you have him at all? Not in my top five. He would be the, the sixth man. What am I missing here? He didn't come on the last visit to Auburn. So I'm kind of – until he comes back, I kind of want to see – he was very complimentary of Auburn when he was there in February. He hasn't been back since. He was supposed to come back when Sham was on campus, but I don't think he actually made it. So if he makes it back to campus, then I'm going to like our odds a little bit better. But I need to see him come back to kind of see what he says a second time. I I typically don't put a ton of stock into what a kid says the first time they're on campus, but – what are the odds that they come sure. back for a second, a third, a fourth time? And that's kind of what yeah. I want to see from him. And if he does that, I probably will move him up above C.J. Allen and Troy Bowles. It, for me, it's it's two things. Uh, one, I really think Clemson made a big move on him. Uh, I really think he's Clemson's probably the leader for him. And two, I think Jay Nosberry, Troy Bowles, uh, Howard, and maybe Allen are all ahead of him on the board. That's just what I think personally. So, we'll see how that plays out. That's why I have him lower right now. Probably probably earlier in the year I would have had him higher, but right now he's lower for me. Well, yeah, and like we just talked about, if a C.J. Allen comes off the board to Georgia pretty quick, well, that moves him into your top. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Obviously, as players start to make plans and make commitments, that kind of changes the direction of the board to a degree. Not that we come off that all that much. I mean, I feel like we recruit kids that are committed elsewhere as hard as we do anybody else. But as you come to the conclusion of a recruiting season, sometimes that'll play a factor. Yeah, right. Fair enough. I think I was doing most likely. Like, I think he's more likely to end up at Auburn, whether regardless of where he is on the board, than yeah, yeah. Grayson Howard. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you well, know, it's just hey, that's why hey, that's why we're sharing lists, man. Everybody got their way of doing things. I like it. No, no, no. I, I like your approach, and that's typically how I approach it. The way I see Grayson Howard is, is that, you know, he may pop tomorrow in South Carolina, but if we get him back on campus, I like yeah, – I, I just like our ability to change the dynamic of that recruitment. That's that's the way I see yeah. him. And I think he is going to be back on campus, I think, sometime in June, or at least maybe that's my understanding of the way that recruitment is trending. And it's like I wrote on the Recruiting Insider Wednesday night. I just I heard a lot about Zach Etheridge around this time last year about how you know the waves he was making in recruiting. Just just him individually. That's what I'm hearing about C. Rob right now, and they have some confidence that he's going to pull a good linebacker class. So no doubt about it. I mean, he's no reason not to think he can, right? No, absolutely. I mean, you yeah. saw what he did at Florida. I mean, he beat us a couple times. Yeah, we thought we had in the sure. back. Sure. <laughs> Already I mean, committed he, to Auburn. He beat us for Shamar James last year, and he didn't even have a head coach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is Shamar. true. Hey, so we're going to uh, taper off now. We've got a big week coming up. Next week's show is going to be full because we've got all these guys coming in for visits. We've got Julian Phillips and Janai uh, Broom in basketball, probably more than likely making decisions over the next week. And also, we forgot to mention this guy, but I uh, 
uh, Roderick Robinson, four-star running back yeah. from San Diego, yeah. California, coming in coming in to visit Auburn next Wednesday. Uh, I don't think it's one of those, i got to go visit Auburn, but he's coming this way. He's going to visit Auburn, going to visit Tennessee, going to make some uh, some stops. But Auburn is definitely in that list. I think he had a top nine, and uh, now it's a top ten with Auburn inside uh, of his group. Another guy to keep an eye on. Um, as far as how about you this week, man, we've had a lot of traffic going on on the corner, man. Some really good posts, some really good posters. Yeah. Uh, does anybody have any how about you's before I get going? Because I've got a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Jahead, you get, you got anybody? Yeah, and, and I, I need to get his name just right. I think it's A-E-U. It's, he's let me let me look it up real quick. I don't want to missay his name. What Go about ahead, you, Cole? Uh, I bet you you're on A U E E one. Yeah, I the one I'm looking for has got one of those A U names that I get confused all the time. So I'm trying to make sure I've got the right guy here. Good grief! You, both <laughs> yeah. of you, you have one. You have one job. One job. All right, so it's A U R E O. I'm, 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 a-U-R-E-O. Let me see. Oh, Ario. Yeah, man. Ario, Ario yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Ario Speedwagon. Yeah. <laughs> and mine is, now, mine is he Albie. Had a post, uh, I guess, a couple of days back on SI, more NCAA NCAA changes, talking about the NCAA Transformation Committee. Thought that was a fantastic post that he put together, and it obviously illuminated to the changes that are on the horizon as far as the change in power from the NCAA to potentially – changing that down to the conferences having more power and having decision-making as far as how they want to accentuate baseball scholarships, coaching staffs, everything else. So thought that was a really thoughtful, insightful post uh, and, and really enjoyed that thread. Yeah, and mine, mine is all he, he brings a lot to the board, man. He, he, I'll be 12. He does too, man. I'll be 12. I have one more too just for the, the sheer fact that he posted all the notes from – uh, Cadillac Williams talking to the Marshall County Auburn. Oh Club. yeah, MSLTR one. I, I I guess is how we're gonna say that. Uh, yep, he was on my list, big dog. That was that was awesome stuff. If you weren't on the corner to read his post, he went to an Auburn meeting, Auburn club meeting up in the Gaston area, if I'm not mistaken, and gave a a very detailed rundown of what all Cadillac Williams talked to the group about and some good stories. Uh, it was very insightful. That was a fantastic post. I tried to like it twice. It wouldn't let me, but he definitely made my uh, my how about you's this week. So a big, big how about you to MSLTR1. Uh, that was fantastic stuff. And REO2, man, he brings a lot of stuff, discussion stuff that he yeah. finds on the interwebs. And uh, and I'll be 12th great at uh, producing traffic. I think he's a great poster, man. He's one of my favorites. Uh, big how about you's to both of those guys. Uh, let me give me a good rundown on my how about you this week. Got to kick it off with the dong dong. Hey, <laughs> yep. I got dong dong. Got a big how about you. He was a uh, he, he was on last week and uh, enjoyed the show. And and the reason uh, he, he made a funny comment. An Ob Kitchens fan uh, actually nominated dong, dong dong for the uh, for the how about you. He said if you don't get a how about you for that, nobody should. So, big how about you to Dong Dong, big how about you to Ob Kitchens fan. Kitchens fan. Dong Dong said, Ob Kitchens fan. He said, my great my great uncle, no boy Dong, <laughs> moved to Amarillo years ago. He was kicked in the Dong by a mule and had to have it lay, lanced and drained. He still speaks to Dr. Perriman 
gentle touch and calming bedside manner to this day. So, uh, big hand about to the Dong Dong, all kitchens fan. Literally, like losing it, man. Yeah. There was a fan. Man, we've had some really great threads on the corner. So, uh, hearing about it never gets old. No. <laughs> uh, also, big fan, big fans of the show uh, each week at Tank Biggs, at Ella Tour, at Feels Like a Stranger, and then at Gene Parmesan, um, who was uh, nominated for uh, Dingleberry of the Week, but I v- vetoed that because he's uh, he, he had some really really funny uh, posts. That there was a basketball thread, and, and it was a good news, and all of a sudden the, people just started bashing all of Auburn's bench players, and he was like, "Man, what a weird thread!" You know, it started out great, and now. Somehow, before page two, everybody's bashing the bashing the bench guys. So, uh, at Gene Parmesan for leveling it off this week. Uh, I got at Real Steve Vaughn, at No Shoes AU, at BK11 AU, at T Phillips 1007, and our new guy, a couple of new guys to the board, I Dice, yep. and at Baneful Brad. Welcome to the oh, site, yeah. man. Yeah, we appreciate you. We appreciate you. Get in there. And start pumping out some content on the corner. We want, we love to hear from you guys, and it is easily, easily my favorite message board. Yeah, no doubt. And if hey, and if so, so if you're not a member, man, you really should be. Uh, we got a special going on as we always do. Is uh, eight nine eight thirty three a month. I mean, if you sign up for the year, one free week. If you don't like it, you can take off. But I, I guarantee you that won't be the case. Uh, come on, join us back again next weekend. We're going to have a great show next week with a lot of stuff. Like I said earlier, a lot of stuff going on this week. We'll kick back. We'll kick back up next Thursday and revisit what has happened. Hopefully, we got a couple of commitments to talk about, and uh, certainly not to other schools. For Jay Head, for Cole Pinkston, I'm Jeffrey Lee. Stay out of the left lane unless you're passing. See. You.